0: Welcome to Daily Drive Time Devotions and week five of our look together through the book of Genesis, going a chapter a day. We're looking at day 23 and chapter 23 today, and as we turn the page to this chapter, we begin to turn the page in the lives of the people that we're following in Genesis. Listen to what happens in verses 1 and 2 of chapter 23. Sarah lived to be 127 years old. She died at Kirath Arba, which is Hebron, in the land of Canaan. And Abraham went to mourn for Sarah and to weep over her. Sarah dies, and Abraham goes to weep over her. Just think of the experiences that these two had had together, the faith experiences. They went from Haran to the Promised Land. They went from childless to Isaac. They went from Abram and Sarai to Abraham and Sarah. Their lives had been an incredible journey of faith. And Abraham goes when his wife dies, and he weeps for her. And then you expect, because of what has happened throughout the book of Genesis, that the, the rest of the chapter is going to be some kind of long eulogy for Sarah, or at least a, a listing of all, of all of the blessings that God has brought into their lives in some way, and the lineage that's going to come out of their lives. But instead, the rest of this chapter, chapter 23, is about a land deal. I want you to listen to what happens. It's going to sound very detailed to you, and you're going to wonder, why is God talking to us about this? Listen to what happens. Let me go through the details, beginning in verse 3 and down through verse 20, and then let's talk about why this happened. Here's the story of what happened that day. Then in verse 3, Abraham rose but from beside his dead wife and spoke to the Hittites. He said, I'm an alien and a stranger among you. Sell me some property for a burial site here so I can bury my dead. The Hittites replied to Abraham, Sir, listen to us. You are a mighty prince among us. Bury your dead in the choicest of our tombs. None of us will refuse you his tomb for burying your dead. Then Abraham rose and bowed down before the people of the land, the Hittites. He said to them, If you're willing to let me bury my dead, then listen to me and intercede with Ephron, son of Zohar, on my behalf. So he will sell me the cave of Machpelah, which belongs to him and is at the end of his field. Ask him to sell it to me for the full price as a burial site among you. Ephron the Hittite was sitting among the people and he replied to Abraham in the hearing of the Hittites who had come to the gate of the city. No, my lord, he said, listen to me, I give you the field and I give you the cave that is in it. I give it to you in the presence of my people, bury your dead. Again, Abraham bowed down before the people of the land and he said to Ephron in their hearing, listen to me, if you will. I will pay the price of the field. Accept it from me so that I can bury my dead there. Ephron answered Abraham, Listen to me, my lord. The land is worth 400 shekels of silver, but what is that between me and you? Bury your dead. Abraham agreed to Ephron's terms and weighed out for him the price he had named in the hearing of the Hittites, 400 shekels of silver, according to the weight current among the merchants. So Ephron's field in Machpelah near Marmre both the field and the cave in it, and all the trees within the borders of the field was deeded to Abraham as his property in the presence of all the Hittites who had come to the gate of the city. Afterward, Abraham buried his wife Sarah in the cave of the field of Machpelah near Mamre, which is at Hebron, in the land of Canaan. And so the field and the cave in it were deeded to Abraham by the Hittites as a burial site. Well, there's the chapter. And you might be asking why a whole chapter of the Bible on a deed for a burial site, because this deed for this burial site represented ownership. It represented ownership of the peace of the promised land, and it also represented ownership of where Abraham himself would be buried. In fact, from Genesis 49, we know that this place, this cave of Machpelah, would become the burial place of Abraham and Sarah, of Isaac, of Rebekah, of Jacob, and Leah. And all through the Old Testament, we're told that God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is their burial place. And so very clearly, we are told in this chapter, this burial place of the patriarchs of the Jewish faith, it is not owned by Israel's enemies. There was a deal made, a land deal made, and this place is owned by the Jewish people. Now, there's an an interesting lesson in this. The Hittites that day wanted to give to Abraham this burial site. And Abraham insisted on buying it. He didn't know. He did not know that we'd still be reading about it today. He didn't have any idea how important it was, but he knew that it was important. And he knew that if he allowed someone to give him this site where his relatives were buried, that they would still have ownership, because they made it as a gift, of a place that he needed to own. They would still have responsibility And they would use that responsibility potentially even against them. Here's the lesson in this. Sometimes a gift is not really a gift. Many times a gift is an obligation. I don't know if you've heard that old phrase about somebody who maybe moves into town to start a new business or who moves into town to become a pastor of a new church or moves into town to uh, begin serving the community in some way. Here's the old phrase. Beware of those who meet you at the train bearing gifts. Now, gifts are a good thing, but sometimes the people who first meet you with gifts, they're not wanting to give you a gift. They are they are wanting to, in some way, tie you to them. They're wanting to build a responsibility. They're trying to buy something for the future. So there are times in life when it's a great thing to accept a gift and to enjoy a gift, but there are other times in life when I need to take responsibility. You need to take responsibility and say, no, I appreciate the offer, but... Before God, this is my responsibility, and so before God, I must give, I must pay, I must do this. I can't let someone else do for me what God has asked me to do. And before we leave this, it's just a story about a cemetery that's bought this day. Before we leave this, there is another incredibly important truth behind what's going on here. It's the remembering of those who have died and the fact that the place of burial is a very important thing to those in the Jewish faith. And I would just say that you and I who are completed Jews, now believers in Jesus Christ, we could learn something from that. I've noticed many times that when it comes to cemeteries, people don't go there often. Some do. When it comes to funerals, some people come, but a lot of people who should be at that funeral aren't there. I know why it is. We're busy. We're busy with life now. I also know that underneath it, for some of us, we don't like to think about death. We don't like to be reminded of our own death. And so we don't take time to remember, because we're busy or because we're afraid, we don't take time to remember those who are already in heaven. That is a mistake, because we're headed for heaven. That is a mistake, because this life is not all there is, and living as if this life is not all there is. One of the good things about a cemetery, one of the good things about a funeral is reminding myself that there is more to life than here and now. And as we talk about cemeteries, as we talk about funerals, I just want to remind you that there is a moment when a cemetery is an exciting place. Remember, Jesus was resurrected out of a cemetery. And remember, there will come a day when our bodies, your body, my body as a believer in Christ, we will be resurrected as well. Never forget that at the end, one of the most exciting places to be is going to be at the cemetery. That's where the greatest excitement is going to happen. Because a cemetery, a funeral, is not just a place to look back. It is a place to look ahead to what God has. That is why it was important to Abraham that day to buy this burial place. That is why it should be important to you and I to remember not just those who have died, but to look forward to being together forever in eternity. Jesus Christ, as we take a moment to talk to you, we want to tell you, we are grateful that you were resurrected out of a grave and that one day you will resurrect us out of those graves. In the end, Lord, we will spend eternity together with you. And a cemetery, a funeral is just a reminder of the fact that we are transitioning towards that place where we will spend eternity with you. Lord, help us all to know you. If somebody's listening to this who doesn't know you yet, who doesn't know for sure that they will be with you, I pray right now that in their hearts they would say, Jesus, I want to be with you. You want to be with me? I want to be with you. I trust you for salvation. I trust you for eternity. I trust you for my life. And Lord, we look together towards that day when we will be with you forever. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Join us tomorrow as we look at chapter 24. We're going to learn some amazing lessons about success from a servant of Abraham.